Hello, and welcome back to the Angel Face Magic Hour podcast. I am your host, Grace Lannon. I am an energy healer, a psychic medium, an artist, and I'm excited for our conversation today. Today, we're having another solo episode, just you, me, and the spirits. So I'm very excited for our conversation. Today, I'm going to be talking about signs and symbols. So we'll get into that in a minute. But before we start, I just want to remind you, remind you, I'm still collecting alien stories for a podcast episode. So if you've ever seen a UFO, if you've ever connected with star beings during meditation, even a weird um even a weird thing that maybe you're not sure what happened, I still want to hear about it. So if you want to share your story for a future upcoming episode on celestial energy, please email me at grace at gracelandon.com, grace at gracelandon.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. You can record yourself sharing this story. Or you can write up a few paragraphs that I can read on the podcast. So I'm really excited about that, but I'm I'm still collecting them. I also am collecting questions. I'm doing a future Q&A episode. I have saved some of your questions from Instagram. So thank you for, for providing me with some great questions and great things to think about and share about. But if you guys have any questions for me... Again, please email them to me. I'm hoping this will be a reoccurring thing where I'll do Q&A episodes every few weeks or so, but we'll see how the first one goes. And yeah, so any questions regarding mediumship, energy healing, spirituality, life, love, (laughs) whatever. Um, But this is more about questions that you think could help other people. This can be personal, yes, but it's not exactly, it's not a reading. I'm not giving you a reading. I'm answering a question and there might be some intuitive information in there. But just think about uh, more general questions like what is... One question that um, someone asked me and I get asked this a lot and I will address this for sure. I might even do a whole podcast just on this question. But someone asked me, how can I understand like the difference between my intuition and between my anxiety? This is definitely something I talk about a lot. So we'll be getting into that on another episode. But I'm just putting that out there as an example so you guys can kind of understand some of the questions that I'm looking for. This can also be just general topics that you want me to talk about. Do you want to talk about mermaids? Do you want to talk about Bigfoot? What do you want to talk about? Let me know. So yeah. And one other thought is please do not forget to rate and review the podcast. This is how we grow. This is how we expand, especially on Apple and Spotify. That's really how the podcast gets seen and heard. So take that 
second of your time to give me a little rate and review. Thank you so much. And subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast because then you'll get the new episodes. And again, it helps us grow and expand. So I really appreciate all of your efforts and kindness. So thank you so much. Today, again, we're going to be talking about signs and symbols. But before we get into it, let's do a little word from our sponsor, our spawny. Okay, I'll see you guys soon. Signs and symbols. Let us get into it. So I heard Gigi Young say once, she is a spiritual YouTuber. I heard her say once in a lecture she was doing that was about timelines, I think, and past lives. But she said something along the lines of, archetypes or symbols are the language of our soul that even if we fully don't know what it means our spirit knows what it means our soul knows what it means so we definitely have prime examples in our external reality of that but just think about it like this i speak english someone speaks japanese if we see a symbol we might both understand exactly what that means. We also both have different cultural backgrounds. And then beyond that, everyone has their own individual background with their family and everything like that. So we might both understand what it means, but our definitions of what that symbol means might be completely different based on our external reality, circumstances, culture, etc. Time in reality, maybe something meant something back in the 20s and it means something completely different now. So right now, example, prime example. Right now I'm recording this podcast at a little hiking spot. This is like my favorite thing to do. But I just noticed as I'm looking out into the woods, I noticed a blue jay. A blue jay right in front of me, right on time. Blue jays are one of the symbols that my spirit guides use to communicate with me. So when I first started seeing the blue jays all the time, I started kind of just doing the the basic thing that anyone would do. Google. Hey, Google. What is the spiritual meaning of a blue jay? And then you get a whole host of different websites, different quizzes. What is your spirit animal? First of all, if you're white, don't call it a spirit animal. That's not your thing. That's not your place. We, we, I call them animal spirits, spirit guides, but they're not spirit animals. If you don't, if you're white, pretty much if you're not from a certain tribe, that's not your thing. So just an FYI. But there's going to be a billion different sites that say blue jays mean this, blue jays mean that. That was a great place for me to start. But throughout time and my experience with the blue jays, I always see them at certain points of time 
and they represent to me that my spirit guides are around me, that I'm going in the right direction. This is my personal understanding of them that I've developed through experience. So, like I said, there's a thousand websites, and he just blew, flew away, so perfect timing. Like I said, there's a thousand websites that you can look up. There's a billion and a half books about signs and symbols and what do they mean. I think that's a great place to start, but I think the best place to start is creating your own lexicon, your own symbology, your own understanding of what the signs mean. So you might see a blue jay and it means something completely different to you. Maybe it means that your grandma wants to tell you something or maybe it means that you're running late. (laughs) Everyone's going to have their own conversation with themselves and with their spirits and with their intuition to begin to understand what those signs and symbols mean for them individually. And again, this is the language of our soul. So I might see that blue jay and I'm just going about my day. I don't think nothing of it. My spirit, my soul can still register that in like an unconscious or a subconscious way. Like I might not fully understand what it means, but I know, huh, that was interesting. That was interesting that I saw that today. So don't put too much pressure on yourself to know completely what everything means. Sometimes it's just a freaking bird. (laughs) Sometimes you're just in nature and there's animals around. But I think that if we're really trying to utilize our intuition, it's important for us to see how it can be used. So spirit world is connecting and communicating with us whether we are aware of it or not. So just thinking about it that way. We don't want to put the pressure on ourselves. I have to know what this means. What is going to happen tomorrow? Like sometimes we're not meant to know. Sometimes we are not meant to know, to understand. And sometimes we're not meant to know right now. Maybe we'll get it tomorrow. Maybe we'll get it two months from now. So just stop putting so much pressure on yourself. I think it's about observing and being in gratitude and seeing the beauty of the world, but also not getting so caught up in what is this? What is that? What does it mean? What's the spiritual meaning of this? And stop living your life. Like if you're going on a walk and you're seeing all these birds and you're Googling about the birds on your walk instead of just breathing in the air, that's where we have a problem. So just being able to walk the line between curiosity and obsession. We do not want to live in obsession. We want to live in curiosity and we want to live in surprise. We have free will. We have the ability to make our own decisions, but there's also an element of surprise, of fate, of maybe something's just going to show up right now because you were meant to see it. If you guys are on TikTok, 
like I am. I'm sure you see a thousand million videos. I don't know who needs to hear this, but... And then they tell you some generic thing. Not everything is a sign or a symbol. Let me just put that out there. Just throwing it out there. Not everyone has something that you need to hear. What you need to hear the most is your own intuition, your own heart, your own mind, your own body. And so that's why I think it's really important for us to create documentation of these signs and these symbols. So say you're seeing the same thing every day at a certain time. Why don't you write that down? And then a week later, see if you see it again. Being able to take note of, okay, this is just something that happens every day at this certain time. Or this is definitely weird. And I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to take note of it. So let's give you guys some examples to understand a little bit more of how I perceive spirit to use signs and symbols for them to communicate with us. So, for example, like I said, some people might see some things in their mind's eye. So, what that means is you close your eyes and you might see a visual. So, for me, I get a lot of symbols, two-dimensional symbols. So, sometimes that is a Reiki symbol. In the Reiki episode, I'll talk um, about Reiki symbols. But basically, we use these symbols or these sigils, these energies for specific reasons. So sometimes I'll see something like that or like a sigil, like something that is flat, two-dimensional, looks like a drawing. Those all have meaning. I might not know what the meaning is quite yet. So for example, when I first started doing Reiki, I received a Reiki session with one of my teachers daily. I think I did this after Reiki 1. I can't be positive. So Reiki has three levels of training. I did this session with her, I believe, after Reiki 1. So I hadn't been introduced to the symbols yet. And during the session, I kept seeing this red symbol that was kind of like a spiral, but had a little long tail. And I explained it to my healer and I drew it and she knew exactly what I was talking about she was like oh that's a Reiki symbol that's a Reiki master symbol um so it was really interesting that I was picking up on that was I picking up on that because I was perceiving the symbols energy that she was sending to me did I pick up on that because it was like almost like my guides preparing me to learn more about these symbols and how they're used? Or did I pick up on the symbol because I was receiving the message that the symbol symbolizes? (laughs) So for example, a peace sign symbolizes peace. Am I perceiving the peace sign or am I perceiving the peace? It's kind of complicated, kind of complicated. So it's gonna take a while to understand Other people perceive a lot more um, in their mind's eye where it looks almost like reality. 
like a dream sequence or a photograph or an image. So you might perceive signs and symbols in your mind's eye through an image. So for example, there are different archetypal energies, ascendant masters um, that might come in to communicate, to heal, to give you information, and you might perceive them in your mind's eye. For example, Mother Mary, another example, Archangel Michael, you might perceive an image of them in your mind's eye when they're there to either support you or send you a message. You might also see some things that are common signs and symbols throughout um, culture. So apples, snakes, things that mean a lot to a lot of different cultures. These are common symbols that the spirit uses to communicate because, like I said before, archetypes are the language of our soul. So you might see a snake and if you were raised Christian, maybe that means something to you. If you were raised Hindu, that means something different to you. If you were raised atheist, it means something different to you. If you are a snake um, owner, maybe that means something different to you. Maybe they're talking to you about your specific snake that's in the other room in the cage. (laughs) So everyone is going to receive and perceive differently. So like I said before, it's cool and interesting to look up what is the spiritual meaning of a snake. Sometimes that can open us up more, that can give us more understanding, more meaning. But the most important thing to do is what is my spiritual understanding of the word snake or the image of a snake? So when I see snake, I think of transformation, shedding, releasing, shifting, growing. Other people might see snake and they think betrayal. (laughs) So again, it's all up to you and your own perception. Other ways signs and symbols can show up is in our external reality. Like I mentioned before, seeing that blue jay. A blue jay is a symbol that I see all the time. I also see hawks. I also have had a period of time when I was seeing a lot of snakes. I've had a period of time when crickets were inside my house all the time. So it can sometimes be a physical thing that's actually there in reality. Animals are a really big way that signs can show up. But again, like I said, sometimes a bird is just a bird. So don't stress yourself out too much. Angels. They love to use numbers. I'm sure you've heard about angel numbers. I I might even do a podcast just about angel numbers because this is something that's really interesting to me. But so usually people describe angel numbers as a repeating set of numbers. So like 222, 333, 444, 555. They all have their own different meanings. So you can look at this from many different perspectives. You can look at this from the perspective of numerology. If you have studied numerology, you'll have your own 
um, lexicon understanding of what different numbers mean, what different combinations of numbers mean. If you are a math person, maybe numbers have a different meaning for you. So again, this is all based on your personal kind of like background of information. So me, for example, I went to art school. I'm an artist. I've studied a lot of art and art history. So a lot of times images that my guides send me or signs and symbols that my guides send me are through the language of art. So the other day I did like a little reading where I was looking at this girl's energy and I saw this apple and it reminded me of a Magritte painting. And so I told her that and maybe the apple was just showing up as it has a different alternate meaning what the apple means and but maybe there's some information in that painting that was relevant for her so I always tell my clients this is a a weird random example I'm getting because sometimes that random example I said this last week when we were talking about the little M&Ms it pops something off it opens something up it's like time release it's like um it's the same thing as if you were to like read a book and then a week later you start seeing things about that book then a week later from that you start to understand oh how is that related to what's going on in my life right now so everything weaves together Everything weaves together. So you might see number patterns, repeating number patterns. I see this literally all day. <laughs> if I had a little, if I did a vlog of all the numbers I saw all day, I should do that. But it would be long. It would be long. It would be a long vlog. Um, so it could be sign numbers. It could be animals. It could be colors. So when I first started opening up my intuition, a fun little game that I would play um, was basically asking to receive a sign. So this was really helpful for me in building up my confidence and my trust. So, you know, um, our brains are very good at recognizing patterns. So people who are less into the spiritual world might just tell you, oh, that's just your brain recognizing patterns. Yes, it is. That's exactly the whole point. So don't let the fucking um, science behind it deter you from believing that that's that your intuition has that ability to receive signs and symbols. Repeating signs and symbols and being able to decipher them is something our brain does. Why is that bad? I don't understand. So again, like I said, though, it's about building up trust and not going into obsession of I need to know what everything means. That's when we get into a little bit of a dangerous place because we want you to learn how to communicate with your intuition, learn how to communicate with the spirit world, but also be human, also interact with the real world, be be human doing human stuff so not everything is about 
everything is about God, but not everything is about God. Like we don't get too tripped up of it about it is what I'm saying. So a game that I would play, I'm just saying that um, before I preface this, there's the Blue Jay again, before I preface this, because I don't want people to get too sucked into, I need to know what everything means. Because I've definitely had periods of that in my life and it was just not healthy. So we need a, a, a balance, 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 balance between reality and um, external reality, the, the supernatural world. So this is a fun game I would play with myself where I'd go for a walk and I'd ask for a color. So I'd say, I'm going for a walk today. Please, spirit, can you send me the color hot pink or bright orange like something that you probably won't see like brown probably you're gonna see it everywhere everything's brown and it's not necessarily like um important to ask for a number but I would I would ask for a number I say show me the color pink show me three things with the color pink on my walk And then I'd walk and the woman in front of me on the trail had a pink backpack. And then I walked a little bit further and the woman sitting on the bench, she was using a pink water bottle. Then I walked into a store and the first thing on display was a pink t-shirt. Those are just some examples. But this was a way that I began to build trust and understanding of how I was receiving signs. So you could ask, another thing I would love to do is I would ask for something specific, like a blue star, a blue star, and then see how that came to me. So one day I was going out to the beach and I asked for a blue star and I asked a question, a yes or no question. And if the answer is yes, please send me a blue star. So I was walking along, not thinking anything of it, kind of forgot about it. I think I think this was actually last year during fire season because I was in San Francisco, like evacuated from my house. So I was just walking along the water and um, I noticed that a child left this like little wand thing and it had a blue star at the top, a blue glittery star at the top. And I was like, wow, there it is, my symbol. So sometimes it comes right away. And I think that's great for you to build your confidence and your trust in your own intuition in in the fact that spirit is connecting with you, is giving you messages. But sometimes it takes a while for it to come through. So here's another example. I asked spirit a question and I asked to receive the sign of a blue elephant. And I kind of forgot about it. And then a couple weeks ago, I was driving out to the beach. I'm a beach person. I love the beach. I was driving out to the beach. And there's this painted door um, on the way to the beach that has like an elephant like cutout on it. It used to be pink. Or no, it, it was red. I can't remember what color it was. It was not blue. It was not blue. It was a different color. And then a few weeks ago, they painted that whole door blue. And now the elephant's blue. 
And I was like, wow, there we go. There's the answer to my question. That was probably asked six months ago. So just that's why I think it's so important to have our little spirit journals, kind of keeping note of what we're perceiving, what symbols mean to us, what we think about symbols, what we think about things um, showing up for us. Because I could have totally forgot about that and not noticed. But because it was something that I took a note of, I noticed, wow, oh my God, it's blue now. My answer has been given. So those are some examples. Other examples of how signs can show up in the physical, more for people who are clairsentient, so psychic feeling, you might receive, this is how I receive a lot of information, you aren't right receive chills in your body you might receive like all of a sudden you got really hot or really cold or goosebumps or like a tingling feeling or feeling of a hand on your back or a certain part of your body like this is another way that the spirit world is making itself known to you so this could happen this happens to me all the time during readings Makes sense because I am talking to the spirit world. But this can happen all the time in like conversation and everyday life. So say you're having a conversation with your best friend and all of a sudden you get like chills all over your body. Maybe whatever you were saying to her really rings true and she really needed to hear. So just think about that. Just something to think about. Another way that spirits can communicate with us is um through songs so this is kind of a really fun way to connect with the spirit world but a lot of people who are clear audience will receive it like this so it might be a random song stuck in your head a random lyric stuck in your head a random word stuck in your head or you might even see words in your mind's eye but it also might be external reality you are having a hard day and you get into an uber and like your favorite song is playing and you just automatically feel better that's a way that spirit is communicating with us you go to the grocery store and you're thinking about your best friend and the song that plays on the radio is her favorite song that's another way that spirit can communicate with you If you are a medium, I think this is a really common way that spirit communicates with us that we might overlook. Because, yeah, of course they're playing that song. It's a popular song. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have a meaning for you here in the now. Also, looking into the lyrics, thinking about lyrics, that's another way that spirit can communicate with you. So, You might not know the song, but you hear the line in the song and it just hits deep. So another way is also through tones, through through sounds. So sometimes you'll get tones or sounds. So it's almost like if you've ever had a sound healing gone to hear singing bowls or anything like that, similar sound to that. I usually get those sounds when there are like celestial energies trying to communicate with me 
or if I'm in a really resonant place in time, like, oh, I'm supposed to be here right now. I'm going to hear that sound. Another way that they can communicate with us is through smell and through taste. So you might have a familiar scent come up. We talked about perfume last week and candles. It's just going to take you back into that moment in time. So sometimes that happens with mediumship, but that can also be a sign that the spirit world is wanting to communicate with you is if you get these random smells or if you get these random tastes. For example, one of my clients last year, um, her dad was a smoker and I remember one day before our session, I was walking around my neighborhood and kept smelling cigarettes and There was no one smoking cigarettes. There was no one outside. I was just looking around like, where the freak are these cigarettes coming from? I don't smell like there's no one is smoking. (laughs) And then I got on the call with her and I was like, mention, mention the cigarettes. And I was like, and she was like, oh, that must be my dad, blah, 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 blah. Once I got that confirmation, I started getting information from him. So sometimes... The spirit wants you to acknowledge its presence so then it can continue to give you information. This is usually more with mediumship than with like archetypal energies like angels, things like that. They're going to show up um, and give you a message whether or not you're listening. But it's going to be easier to decipher the meaning of it if you take the time to be present with the message you're receiving. So a really great way for you to practice again is asking to receive signs. Also, if you have an oracle deck or a tarot deck, this I think is a great way to build up that archetypal understanding. So if you understand what three of swords means, that's going to give you a more understanding of situations in the world. So if you pull it through swords and this external thing is happening in the reality, you can understand what three of swords means for you. So that's why I think tarot is a really cool um, medium. Whether or not you use cards to read for other people or not is not important. But understanding the archetypal meaning behind the cards I think is really important because that's a way that the spirit world can communicate with us. So again, like I said, art is my background. So a lot of imagery um, and our history has a lot of symbology behind it. So if I have that understanding, that helps me understand what other things mean. So if you were raised in the church and you understand all about saints and um, different days of the week, meaning different things and um, imagery, Catholic like imagery, then that's going to give you a different understanding of your reality than someone who was raised atheist and they don't have that um, like archetypal knowledge. So even if you were raised atheist or you have absolutely no desire to learn anything about religion, I think it's still interesting to look at the symbols in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. You guys, if you didn't already know, I'm not a Christian. (laughs) Never have, never will be. But 
I find the Bible and all that information really fascinating because it helps me understand the world. And if you are, again, if you're not interested in any of that, that's fine. You can get that same, 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 same stuff from looking at literature, looking at old, um, like Homer's Odyssey, looking at like mythology, Greek mythology. It's really important, I think, to study mythology because it helps us understand the world around us and it helps us understand how symbols are used. If you ever taken an English class, you'd probably had to analyze what this symbol means and what that symbol means. So take that understanding and apply it to the spiritual world. And then you're cooking. You're really cooking. So like I said, everything is based upon our cultural understanding, our personal understanding of the world around us. So the more that we can study things outside of our reality, the more that we can understand the world around us and in turn also expand our ability to communicate with spirit. So studying mythology, studying religions, studying art, studying history, extremely important, extremely important. Even things like um, numbers and simple things like dice, simple things like that are a really cool way that the spirit world can communicate with us. So play around some oracle cards. You could play around with dice or even playing cards. Anything can be used as an oracle as a way to communicate. So I suggest you guys play around with that and really dive into what is the primary sense for me and what is the primary way spirit is communicating with me. So I have worked with some people about around clairvoyance who think I'm not clairvoyant. I'm not clairvoyant. But they literally constantly see signs in their external reality like all day long. Okay, sure, honey. <laughs> I know you're clairvoyant. You're just not seeing it in the way that you think you would see it. Photos is another way that the spirit world can connect and communicate with us. So if you've ever seen like an orb and you've caught that on film, that is a really prime example of spirit in our physical reality. So that's just a little bit about signs and symbols. I hope that was interesting and helpful for you. We're going to go into a really fun new segment I'm going to be doing on the podcast. Um, So I'll be back in a second, but we're going to be talking about crystals. All right, babes, we are back. So we're going to be talking about crystals. I'm really excited um, to bring this new segment to you. We'll see if this is going to be an every week segment or if we end up wanting to do separate episodes So if you have any feedback, let me know. But I'm really excited we're going to get into some crystal talk today. So if you have ever received a treatment with me in person, which with the panty, the panoramic, the pandemic, I have not been doing in-person sessions. So 
it's been a minute but if you've been to an in-person session with me or you've gone to some of my in-person workshops you know I love 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 crystals and crystal grids and working with crystal energy crystals were definitely something that really sparked my interest in magic in esoteric studies in energy healing and when I took Reiki I learned a little bit more on how I could work with crystals and I've basically developed my own relationship with the crystals so part of that relationship is that they want to share some stories they want their energy their messages to be heard so I work with the Akashic Records and you can read the Akashic Records of yourself. You can read the Akashic Records of another person with their permission, of course. You can read the Akashic Records of an animal, of places, plants, energies. And one of the things that you can read the Akashic Records of is crystals. So I'm going to play around with doing some channeled messages from the crystals directly on the podcast and I'm really excited to see what they have to say and if you've ever gotten a reading with me you might know that sometimes we say some weird stuff so if there's long pauses or anything like that that's when we're that's when we know we're we're in the Akashic Records it might not exactly sound like me it's of course it is me but it's not my words I'm just the conduit But before we get into the deep um, esoteric knowledge of crystals, I want to give you a little bit of background information about the stone that we're going to be talking about this week. So my intention for this segment going forward is we'll talk about a different crystal and I'll give you some background information and then we'll go into channeled messages from the crystal itself. So I'm really excited just to see see what they have to say. So we're starting out with Amazonianite, one of my favorite stones. And I was working with Amazonianite the other day and I had a feeling that I wanted to do this Akashic Records channeling thing with the crystals. I was trying to figure out, oh, do I want to do that on the podcast? Instagram, a book, like how do I want to do that? So it took me a while to figure it out. And of course, that might shift and change. But I was kind of shown that I think it would be interesting to put it on the podcast. More people can hear it. And it really might um, expand your understanding of how to work with crystals. So let's get into it. So Amazonianite is a variety of feldspar. We're not really going to talk about the geology or anything like that, but I encourage you, if that's interesting to you, to research about the geology of the stone, the makeup and everything like that. That can be very interesting, but I don't want to bore anyone that is just here for the metaphysical stuff. So It is a variety of feldspar. It usually comes in like a green to blue-green color, commonly like an aqua blue color. Sometimes it also comes with white inclusions. So those vary 
teeny bit in the energy they provide, but they're all very similar. So Amazonianite, you can find it in raw chunks, raw um, raw bits of stone, and usually those are kind of rough with a little bit of um, a softness to them. So they don't really break if you drop them, but they you can break them, so be careful. And you can also buy Amazonianite polished. So it's common to find in jewelry as well. I, I personally have an Amazonianite little bracelet um, with beads. So it is a pretty common stone. You can find it in a variety of places throughout the world. One of those places being Colorado here in the United States and Brazil, Zimbabwe, a bunch of other places throughout the world. So it's a pretty common stone, but a large variety of it does come from Brazil. And there is lots of interesting legends and lore connected to Amazonianite. So story says, the story says that Amazonianite was named after the Amazon River because people would find these beautiful stones in the water and it symbolized courage. If you were to find a stone floating in the water that indicated, well, usually they would be at the at the bottom of the riverbed, but if you saw them, found them in the water, that symbolized that you were being asked to step into a new direction that you were asked to step into that courage and kind of do what you need to do (laughs) but so historians found later that it wasn't actually amazonianite in the rivers it was most likely a form of jade so that story isn't exactly true but that's the lore around where it got its name some other people say that there is um, a possibility that it was named after the Amazonian warrior, goddesses, women. So there is some history to that, but then there also is just more mythology and story around that. And the story was that they would use Amazonianite on their shields during battle. So whether or not that's true, I think it's very interesting to think about Oh, they were using it on a shield. What is the shield used for? Protection. For for pulling energy away from you. So that's just kind of an indicator of, to me, that's kind of an indicator of how Amazonian night could be used. It's also been found in early antiquity, Babylonia, Mesopotamia, Egypt the Sudan, um, and a lot of archaeologists have found Amazonianite in people's tombs in Egypt, specifically Tutankhamun, but it was used also in connection to the Book of the Dead. So there are some carvings that have been made out of Amazonianite. There's also an interesting myth 
about a goddess of chaos. They say this is around the Babylonian times. There is a goddess of chaos and people would leave offerings to the goddess of chaos. Apparently the goddess of chaos, she created all that there is, including the gods. And people would leave offerings. The story goes, people leave offerings to her at the water, at the ocean. And if their offerings were accepted, there would be like more rain or something like that. But basically, what the story I read was that there would be no flooding that year. So I thought that was very interesting to see like how Amazonianite has been used in other parts of the world. And then, you know, here today, people use Amazonianite for a variety of metaphysical reasons. So you can find, again, you can find them tumbled. You can find them raw. People sometimes carve statues out of them, as well as you can find jewelry. Amazonianite is a big stone that is used for jewelry. And it's beautiful. It's one of my favorites. So that's why we're talking about it today. So I want to go into a little bit of the metaphysical uses for Amazonianite. And then we'll go into the channeled message. So I have some books, some of my favorite books. So I'm going to read to you about Amazonianite. um, And it's metaphysical uses. And then I will put in the show notes the books that I am referencing where I found this information. So let's do it. So the author, (laughs) Diane Stein, if you're familiar with her, again, I'm going to put them in the show notes, but she differentiates Amazonianite in its aqua form from the form that has the white inclusions. So they're very similar in use, but I'm going to separate them to honor her writing. So Amazonian night in its aqua form, let's talk about it. This is a crystal that is connected to the throat, the throat chakra. So that's our neck, our thyroid, the back of our neck and it goes down into right above the heart space. So legend says <laughs> Amazonianite soothes and balances the throat chakra and the throat complex. So the throat complex in what she was referring to is like our higher heart chakra. So that is right around where the collarbone is. Amazonianite aids in self-understanding of one's inner truth and the ability to express it. It aids in speaking, acting, singing, writing, drawing, and painting, promoting all forms of creativity, helping release writers or artist block, helping artists know what they wish to work on and how the, how to go about manifesting their ideas and concepts, promoting inner peace, expression, peaceful confrontation, 
and saying what one means in difficult situations. Amazonianite helps reduce worry and aids the ability to flow with a project or with the situation. Amazonianite is connected to the element of water and helps promote psychic connection with water spirits, which I find very interesting. So we're going to see what the Akashic Records have to say. So the Amazonianite that has the white inclusions, she connects it with the thymus. So it aids in the ability to release emotional body grief by expressing it as creativity. So to me, what that means is having emotional pain or emotional grief and being able to channel it through a piece of artwork, a piece of writing, a piece of dance, being able to move your pain out through creativity. Opening the connection between the thymus, which she explains as the emotional body, I would explain that as the heart, the throat. Okay, so sorry. So she opens the connection between the thymus and the throat, which she explains as the etheric body. So if I were to explain it to you, I would say it opens the connection between the heart and the spirit, promoting and expressing, promoting the ability to express one's deepest emotions to release, heal, and resolve. Helps aid in concentration, helps in completing projects, supporting writers, musicians, dancers, artists of all kind. And then she also gives a couple of physical um, benefits. So, of course, I don't even need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Of course, do your research if you're going to use crystals for any sort of physical issue. Make sure that you are doing your due diligence and your research, especially if you're making essences. There are certain stones you can't consume because they might have copper or um, lead, something that we're not supposed to consume. So just do your research. And then of course, if you have a physical issue going on and you can get a physician's help, a physician's at least checkup to see what's going on, I would do so just to make sure there's nothing physical that you can help before you utilize crystals for this use. That being said, she says that Amazonianite helps support the physical calcium balance via the parathyroid and the thyroid. Traditionally, it is said to aid in alcoholism at the nutritional level. So I think it's very interesting. And I have had many, personally in my own work, have had many healing uh, healings happen in the physical through crystal work. But I think it's really important, especially with something like a thyroid disorder or alcohol- alcoholism, These are pretty serious conditions, so just make sure you're not just praying away (laughs) the disease, if you get what I'm saying. So that's a little bit about what people say that Amazonianite does. And I'm going to give you a little bit more information from my other source and just see if there's anything else that stands out to me that I want to share with you and then we'll get into 
what the crystal says itself. So Amazonianite. The physiological correspondence is it helps with um, balance the thymus, the teeth, and the muscles. The psychological correspondence is that it helps with emotional balance, compassion, and anxiety. Nurturing, strength, inner peace, and calm. So this is a little um, how to use tip that I want to share with you. And then I'm going to ask Amazonia Night if they have a ritual or a um, use that they want to bring forward for us this week. So this is from Crystals for Energy Healing. How to use. If you're feeling stressed or anxious, place an Amazonianite stone over your higher heart chakra, located about halfway between your heart and your throat, so kind of in that collarbone area. Take a deep cleansing breath and slowly exhale. On your next inhalation, feel the soothing Amazonianite energy enter your body, calming you physically and emotionally. Slowly exhale. Repeat for one or two more breaths or until you feel at ease. So there's many uses for crystals. You can work with them physically on your body, placing a stone on your heart like we just said, or on your higher heart rather. You can wear them like jewelry, like a talisman. You could make like a little crystal pouch to carry with you. A charm bag is sometimes how it's referred to. So you could put in certain things in there like crystals or gifts that you have received from spirit. Like sometimes I find little feathers or little honeycombs and I'll bring those around with me. You could even place a spell or an intention within the charm bag. So say you want to use Amazonianite to help fuel your creativity you could write just a little prayer a little poem a little intention on a piece of paper and fold that up and put it in with the stone and carry that in your pocket or even in your purse you could also work with gem essences again do your research and there's ways to work with gem essences without directly consuming them So you could use them as like a mist, a body mist, an aura cleansing mist, or you can take them internally depending on the gem essence. You could work with the energy of the stone itself by simply printing out a picture and putting it in your wallet. You could have a picture on your wall that you meditate and you look at. So You don't always have to buy something new to work with a different crystal. I love crystals. I buy them. I collect them. But I don't encourage people to just shop for the sake of shopping. So there's other ways that you can work with the crystal if you're not sure if you want to purchase something new. So if you want to work with this energy, maybe you don't have access to Amazonianite. Again, printing out a photograph energy is eternal it can move through anything that's why things like distance healing are possible 
So you could still get the energy, the essence of the crystal from a photograph. So I just want to remind you that you could put it, fun things you could do is put it as your phone backdrop or as your computer so that you see it all the time. That's a really, that could be a really cool process, especially for people who are like content creators who are on the computer or on their phone all the time. That could help inspire some creativity when you're in that like tech space. So you could post that. Um, you could even post that on your Instagram as a way to kind of show that energy out to the world as like almost a a spell of sorts. You could also just work simply with the color of the crystal. This is one of my favorite things to do. So blue like aqua that's kind of the color of an amazonianite so you could find items in your life that you could connect with um by wearing them so you could wear a shirt that's that color a necklace um shoes whatever it is an accessory you could also have things in your home that are that color like a a vase or you get flowers that are that color um, plants, things in your life that are not necessarily the stone itself, but it holds the energy of that aqua color. Uh, um, additionally, if you have like an aqua stone, like an aqua marine or um, a blue lace agate that's a little bit more of a pale blue but if you have a blue stone already you could also work with the blue stone it won't give you the exact same things as amazonianite they all have their own unique properties but it has a lot of the similar properties of activating your throat chakra and helping you speak your truth and connect with your truth um And the words that you want to share, as well as if anyone's having any issues in their throat, like physical issues, sometimes it's really helpful to place um, a stone on your throat as well. So you could try that same exercise that I said before with the breathing, but just placing the stone on your throat. So those are just a couple of ideas for you. I hope that's interesting. And I'll be back in a second to tell you what Amazonianite has to say. We are water holding a serpent. Flowing down your arms, dripping down your fingers. Covered in salt. We are holding the ocean open and the rivers liquid. We feel a lot of pressure and the light is yellow. Answer only the questions you want to. We feel a lot of pressure. 
It's okay, you don't have to go as fast as others ask you to. And then we see a string of orchids, almost like a lei, a Hawaiian lei, being placed over the throat. The elements of earth can help you breathe again. Place it on your throat, place it on your throat, place it on your throat. And then that they're showing me a bowl of water on top of my head. Placing liquid in there. They're showing me like a honey, a viscous looking liquid, almost like a honey. And then they're pouring that down my head, down the back of my head, over my shoulders, flowing into the heart. And they're showing me like a bear opening, like a bear opening its jaws right around my stomach. They're saying, don't forget to feed the hunger. The hunger is not necessarily food hunger that you might understand. But the hunger, the desire to be free the hunger to desire to be seen, to be known. You don't need a thousand eyes to be seen. You don't need a thousand eyes to be seen. Just the eyes of love. And this can come from your own heart. This can come from your own vision. To understand how to love yourself. To understand how to love yourself. Again, I say answer only the questions you would like to ask. Answer. Be asked. Answer only the questions you like to be asked. Answer the only questions you like to be asked. And then they're giving me the vision of like the esophagus. Like... Swallowing something and it's flowing down, being broken up and going down the throat. They just keep saying, answer only the questions you like to be asked. How do you want to produce your light? How do you want to produce your light? And they're showing me the vision of like a window and it's moist. Like I can't tell if it's like steam from like a shower or if it's like um, like raindrops. Like, But it's moist and they're showing me like a hand on the window. Like not from the exterior but like placing your hand on the window slowly like starting with the thumb and going slowly to place each of your fingertips on the window and like feeling the cold air. So, okay, so I think because I felt the cold air that to me it feels more like rain than steam. 
And then just like watching a raindrop slowly fall down the window pane. And now they're showing me a sailboat. How can your visions be picked up by the wind? That's beautiful. How can your visions be picked up by the wind? Are you marching on the back of another? Ask yourself. Are you marching on the back of another when you could be placing your footsteps on the ground? The earth will provide if you ask for help. We are of the earth and the sky. And the water. The water is our friend. And they show me like... Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so they show me... They say, we are of the sky. We are of the stars. We came down to earth to help assist in the movement of the water. I don't entirely know what that means, but it's very interesting. Okay, can you tell me more? So, they were showing me almost like an agitator. Like if you, I think this has something to do with like a pool or something. But you like put place this thing or a fountain or something but you place this thing to get like in the water like agitator is what they're saying it's called to get um the water flowing quicker so they say this is what we can do for you to get your fluids flowing quicker Place this on your heart. Place this on your heart. And then they show me like... um, They show me two things. So they show me... Placing a stone on my heart. And then it's almost like fluid... Energy flowing from my heart down to my stomach. And then from my stomach down to my knees. Down to my legs. um, Down to the earth. And they also show me, like, if anyone's ever been to the eye doctor or had someone shine a flashlight in their eyes and you can see kind of like the squiggling blood vessels. So they're showing me that, like, yellow blood vessel looking things. And is there anything else you want to share with us today? Anticipation is killing your creativity. Don't worry what it will look like. Worry how it feels. Worry how it feels. Worry how it feels. Like a drop in a bucket. Like a drop in the bucket. It is infinite. We have infinity on our side. But the waiting, the wanting, the future... 
is holding you in the mud. Stagnant, stagnant, stagnant. You're stuck. It's okay to be free. It's okay to be free. And they're just asking that if we're listening to this now together to take a deep breath. So we're going to breathe in. Breathing in. Exhale all together out the mouth. We need to stop building our art for the others to see. When we say this, we don't, we do not mean to not, to stop sharing. For your heart can help another's beat again. But we just ask you to take yourself out of anticipation, out of what if, what if no one likes me? What if no one likes this, therefore they don't like me? It's a spiraling thought of nonsense. When you look at art, you're looking at divine inspiration. So stop standing on the back of another, creating for the sake of another, and allow the fluid, the joy, the freedom to flow through you to show you what you need. To show you how it's safe for you to feel anything that you need in this moment. Be safe. It is okay to breathe again. We ask you to grasp upon your joy. For the light and the joy that you can feel helps move the time quicker. So we may advance our understanding of what it means to be a human. Answer only the questions you want to be asked. Artist is simply a label, a label to define the undefinable. You don't need a job to tell you what to do or who you are. For you are star too. You're just here to get the liquid moving again. And then they're showing me someone like jumping up and down like a jump rope or like a little pogo stick or something. Pogo stick.
And then I'm going to ask if they have a ritual for us to play around with. To connect with the energy of Amazon Unite. They say, can't you see you're already doing it? Can't you see? We ask you and the listeners, what makes you feel most alive? This is your ritual. Is it singing? Is it movement? Is it painting? What makes you feel in touch with divine inspiration? This is your assignment. All right. So we're going to close out this space now. Thank you all for listening. And we'd like to thank the record keepers for their wisdom, healing, and information given today. May this healing and wisdom received here today continue to help for as long as it is needed. In gratitude to the Amazonianite crystal energy and to the Akashic records. So be it so it is. The records are now closed. We just ask to call all of our energy back to us. Sending everyone's energy back to them. Anything that we received today through this message, we ask it to continue to reverberate and bring us the healing and the knowledge that it is intended to bring. Amazing. Awesome. So thank you guys. I'm really excited about this new segment. I'm looking forward to hearing what people say about it and also listening back to that message lots to unpack lots to investigate and let me know how that felt for you if you have any questions at all please email me again i had a couple of call to actions at the beginning of the podcast for things I'm looking for, question and answers, celestial stories. So if you have that, please reach out to me and I will see you all next week. Have a wonderful day.